Welcome to the Bite Size Book Club podcast, She Well Read. We're your hosts, Alana and Samra, and we're two black girls in our mid-20s who are on a journey to get back into reading. Our goal is to encourage women to not only read any and everything, but to also read at your own pace. Each episode, we take a bite-sized approach to reading by breaking down one chapter of a book and diving into a multitude of topics. We see reading as a source of empowerment and want to bring people together through shared experiences and provide a platform that promotes reading as a source of empowerment. Thanks for being here and let's get on to the show. Hey, well-read baddies. Welcome back to another episode of She Well Read. I'm Alana. And I'm Sarah. And today... I never know what to say here. I'm I'm just like, and today, today is a day. It's a day. It is a day. It is a day. It is a day. A and new we're day. Here. And we're here. <laughs> I'm like, I'm gonna have to come up with some because every time I'm just like, make some shit up. And we're back. <laughs> and, right. right. And we're Figured back. Figured out. Just out. on the spot. Mm-hmm. You all did right. a good job. Thank you. Yeah. I appreciate that. I be trying. Um, all right. Shout out corner. Follow us everywhere at She Well Read. Subscribe to our You of the Tube and leave comments on our videos. The Titty, for those of you who don't know what that is, TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. That's where we are most active on socials and we are everywhere at She Well Read, as I said before. Patreon, become a Patreon subscriber. We have decided that mid-month is when we are going to do your calls with us. So make sure you subscribe to the Patreon and also the first mini-sode will be available soon. So stay tuned for that. We're going to be releasing polls on um, topics that we can talk about that you guys can vote on. So yeah, hit us up on Patreon. I have the link. I mean, the links, the links of everything is everywhere. Y'all know the drill. Right. And also share the show with a friend. Yeah, maybe <laughs> one with mommy issues. Mm, yeah, yeah, they could definitely benefit from this conversation. Being or part daddy of issues at this point. Parental issues. Just trauma. Childhood trauma. Childhood trauma. we all have it, so mm-hmm. really, you can send Everybody. it to anybody. <laughs> Everybody has childhood. God, so sad. Um, okay, coffee break. The Met Gala. <laughs> Yeah, I, to be dramatic. <laughs> I love I love it. I I know people have very controversial opinions about it. Do we love yeah. it? Do we hate it? Do we not care? It's boring. <laughs> you know, whatever. But it's just fun for me. Yeah, I I have grown to like the Met Gala over the, like before I was one of those people like I don't give a fuck like I really don't care I think growing up I didn't know it existed that too I wasn't in that world right but at some point it came on my radar all of a sudden it's like have you noticed there's a lot of things like that where like now we're adults and I'm like I didn't know about this when I was a kid but like it was around I just didn't know about it I don't know what else I there's been things yeah but I, I agree yeah I do agree yeah even like holidays like as a kid i was like why do we have so many holidays now as an adult i'm like (laughs) bts i'm like we need days where we can really just like sit down and reflect on things yeah because in life it's just so much going on all the time so it's nice to have a designated day Mm, facts i never i never thought about that either i don't know weird things you start appreciating as an adult (laughs) i was like why is everybody wearing green like what why do we really care (laughs) you know what i mean yeah but now i guess it's like 
I mean, I still don't care about St. Patrick's Day for real. But I like any, to drink. Yes, any excuse <laughs> to like, go to the bar, have a good time, right. to celebrate anything. Mm-hmm. It's great. Yeah. Love it. You Love know? to see it's it. It's like socially accepted. Like, we're all going to go get drunk right. this evening. Mm-hmm. Or even like Cinco de Mayo's coming up. I know, I'm excited. <laughs> she said another one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Two more days. <laughs> Oh, and it's um, on a Friday. It's on a Friday. What are we doing? I don't know. I have a hair point. We'll talk about this after. Oh, you got plans <laughs> out the out the ass. Nobody can hang out with Lana. She's booked <laughs> and busy. Listen, that's the summertime, though. I feel okay. Met Gala. Met Gala. Met oh. Gala. That's what we're talking about. Rabbit yeah. hole. Okay, so Carl Lagerfeld was Boo. the period. <laughs> he was the like inspiration. Muse. Yeah. <laughs> And I don't know. I've heard people say, like, he's known for being fat phobic and racist. I think racist misogynistic. as well. Misogynistic. Even anti, like, gay. And he was, I'm pretty sure, gay. So mm-hmm. he was a walking <laughs> hypocrite. Exactly. Yeah. And, um, you know, I guess it's he, his designs, I'll say his designs at Chanel, because he worked at Chanel, he worked at Fendi, he worked other places. I don't know. I don't mm-hmm. know this man. <laughs> yeah. I don't know this man, but he did come out with like I guess the tweed Chanel suits that yeah. are still so relevant today. Yeah, he, he like changed Chanel. Yeah, he did. He and did, and like we can still see the significance of that today. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I can respect his work. Right. It's it's it kind of reminded me of like conversations where we're ha- we've had of separating the art from the person. Very much so. Um. But, you know, as of everything in pop culture, there's some discourse, especially when it's a problematic person technically being celebrated. And then you've got all these people who are like, quote unquote, woke Mm -hmm. going there and just singing his praises. Right. I was kind of I was watching a few interviews and I was like, I haven't heard anybody mention the fact that Carl was controversial. But, you know, I'm sure if you say something negative, like Anna's going to cut you from the next Met. So I feel like Mm -hmm. if you are there, like you almost can't say anything, but like you should be able to at the same time. Right. I feel there was a lot of, because I watched some interviews too. And like, particularly I'm thinking of Cardi B's where they like danced around it when that question was asked, where it was like, I think the reporter asked her, like, if you could tell Carl or ask Carl Lagerford or anything or whatever, she was like, to give me a discount at Chanel because I, I spent like, so much smart. money with them. That's smart. Right? I was like, she's got a great PR team. Yeah. <laughs> because there's a lot we could say to this mm-hmm. man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, right. You're canceled. <laughs> right. Or like Jamila Jamil, who was saying, you know, a lot of the quote unquote feminists who were at the Met Gala. Uh, who say they're like pro feminism, like whatever, whatever, but you're there celebrating this man who is XYZ, all the things that we just talked about. Yeah. So it's like, are you really? There were a few people I saw that sat out, but like not many. Yeah. Oh, or somebody, because I remember somebody quote tweeted Jamil, Jamila mm, Jamil, Jamil uh, and was Jamil. like, is this. Get it? well it didn't roll out the tongue for me but it's just, it is beautiful um they were like oh maybe this is why blake lively sat out this year because for blake lively we, we don't really know why she sat out Honestly, this year but right i do think when you reach a certain level of status like you don't really have to go mm-hmm. like beyonce yeah like anybody who's like a plus plus list mm-hmm. you don't really see them there it's more right. like the a-listers 
right and the b-lusters but we did i did notice a shake up from last year to this year there were a lot less influencers and i'm like thank god yeah because y'all weren't giving nothing it was giving nothing so if you're gonna show up and like be so worried about what people are gonna think that you show up in a boring basic outfit like you know you had your moment and it was last year mm-hmm. and we didn't see anything that was missing like we're, we're not we're not missing anything yeah from the charlie d'amelios of the world or no. whoever the fuck the new girls are. Yeah, no, it's not giving at all. And there was some conversation around that too, like how Anna was really cracking down on guest lists this year because of them being so many influencers last year. Like she was like, we've got to tighten this up and make this, she said this more exclusive. exclusive. Right, right. Bring back exclusivity. I agree with you on that one, Anna. Yeah. Did you we can't see? talk today. That's 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 it. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Lord Jesus. Uh, did you see she soft launched or I guess hard yeah, launched her, her man? man? I was like, <laughs> Jinx. Because, girl, what the fuck? Hello? Like, so I, but go, random. the man to soft launch a relationship? She said, this is my show. Iconic. Iconic, actually. Or did you see the roach? The all the... <laughs> please <laughs> wasn't he there though for real i don't know i don't think he was there because oh, okay. i don't think any of his girls were there like meg wasn't there zendaya wasn't there oh power. yeah but yeah there's a lot happening at the gala like what? okay let's let's wrap it with what was your favorite look oh, oh. or top three because i know it's hard because people were serving this year okay yes i think cardi's um mm. the one with the tuxedo top mm. that one was really great i thought um i don't know erica was like so low-key i feel badu badu i didn't even know she was there until i saw her on your story i didn't i had to go look I, <laughs> I didn't see her at all but <laughs> she was hidden yeah literally i liked i liked what she did mm-hmm. but um yeah i don't know who else it's like i posted so many people at this point it's like a blur yeah i said cardi was definitely in my top three for sure for sure the black girls were they won we won we won and that's what i'm here for right at the end of the day that's the story we got three different outfits from cardi mm-hmm. i love after Jan- party i think yeah yeah she did change again bam 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 i like janelle monet even though it was very controversial i Ooh. loved it yeah there was like another part to the outfit mm-hmm. that i didn't see and it was like bubble air energy yep. sickening yeah she does not miss and she was wearing tom brown tom he did not tom miss. brown was the met this year he truly was he really served they, all of their looks whoever is it is it tom brown like i don't know who's designing it yeah tom brown is the designer a period <laughs> yeah, yeah he killed it mm-hmm. he did i'm trying yeah. to think of other people that really that ate anoke whatever her last yes. name is yes bro she was gave. glowing gave absolutely gave absolutely served yes i actually kind of like j-lo's look too the girl didn't see her i'm gonna send it okay (laughs) what did she wear it was like this like pink moment but like black and it was like velvet in like gloves i really enjoyed it i she doesn't ever she doesn't ever really give to me so i'm interested to see what she pulled up in it was giving elegant i feel like a lot of people were giving like this matt gala was 
elegant. It I was. feel like it was. It was. It was. Um, Doja. Oh, Doja. <laughs> She fucking ate and she, she made did. Jared Little look dumb. She made, he, oh. Because he pulled up in the But it was funny. Pack. But it was funny. It was getting mascot, babe. But he, but he had an actual outfit. Underneath? Yeah. Oh. Like, it wasn't just he just was wearing that <laughs> mascot costume all night. He, like, I really took he it off. No, he took it off on the carpet and, like, had an actual look. Oh. But it was, like, an ode oh, to him. Point. Rihanna! Yeah. Sorry, Rihanna and ASAP. I loved it. I know it was controversial. It just... It was pretty, it that, but it wasn't, it wasn't yeah, it wasn't very exciting. Now, I, I, I know ASAP was like an ode to Car- like the picture of Carl and kind of like the same similar outfit. That was cool. So I, I got that, but it was just like, I, I've had more favorite looks in past Met from, Gala, Rihanna, from her. Yeah, sure. but she even, but she mentioned and said like it was very last minute, yeah. like they, Valentino threw it together for her. Period. Even though she said it took, 30 hours for each flower that was on her little like hood jacket thing so yeah okay last minute aka three months (laughs) but there's probably you know there's probably multiple people working on it oh so So like 30 hours a person Uh, you know what i mean so they could have done it a little quicker yeah right but still insane how much work goes into these outfits Mm -hmm. ai can't do that Facts. You know what AI did though? Somebody put somebody thought Zendaya was there because they put her face on I can't remember who it was. Oh, it was Rita Ora. Oh. It made it look like that like Zendaya was at the Met Gala, but she was not. That's so funny and scary. And scary all at the same time. We're gonna have to have a cover a copy break on Just AI. AI. Just AI. Um, but yeah, let us know your thoughts on the Met Gala. Who's your favorite who wore your favorite looks? What were your favorite moments of the night? Email us at shewillread at gmail.com. I feel like I haven't sent the email in a while, so email us or DM us, you know, whatever is easier. But let's get, get into, into the, the chapter. chapter. I'm always like, I know. Look at if, you I, first. if I like feel you look at me, I'm like, okay, this is the it's moment. happening. <laughs> I'm sweet. All right, let's get into it. Woo! I got no notes. I read this a few hours ago. So I'm it's so fresh. Weak. Oh, it's like fresh. Yeah, I read this yesterday, but like it's still it it this. And also, I I know it's trigger warning over the entire season, but like really trigger warning on like these first couple chapters that we're about to go over because it gets very intense in graphic detail. So this is your time. If you want to skip forward, maybe like 10, 15 minutes. This is your warning to do so. Does it get much better? I feel like the fr- it's pretty intense the first couple and then it kind of, I mean it's okay. still intense okay, but fair. like it kind of like fair. goes back to our regular scheduled programming like what we came for yeah okay yeah, yeah. this came this was wild it was very wild chapter 43 so uh, Jeanette is at Six Flags with the iCarly crew and she is Fun, right right <laughs> you would think by the first two sentences and then we uh we meet her coworker Joe who keeps touching her and she's like is this on accident or is this on purpose Mm -hmm. we find out it's on purpose these are intentional touches and moments and she says i say nothing because the truth is it feels nice the truth is i want him to touch me like this because you know she's found out like you know that tingly feeling you get she's having a sexual awakening yeah she's having a sexual awakening she said i'm actually a whore now (laughs) 
So keep on keep on coming on. on. <laughs> and she says the relationship is really flirty for the first few months. And Joe and her are talking about like their favorite movies. And she just really wants to impress him because he's older. And we find out just how old Joe is. Joe, everybody, is 30. These niggas are wild. Yeah, yeah. And I want to say he's like 32 and she's 18. Yeah, this is almost illegal. Like, should be. It should be, but it's like just off the cuff of not being illegal anymore. That's fair enough, yeah. Um, But she just keeps talking about like these moments that they touch and um she talks about that kiss with lucas she had in the last chapter but now it's just like and this is like more romantic though this feels better she Mm -hmm. says my whole body tingles when his hand lands on my back then says the sensation is exhilarating and overwhelming and scary in this moment i know that one way or another we're going to be together so she is now infatuated with this man i've been there Jeanette. not with a man that old but i remember I remember getting touched and being like, oh, this is, this is that, the work, yeah. <laughs> like, this is happening. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But not only is he 30, but he has a girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Which I think that's in the, uh, we find that out in this next chapter. Oh, no. We, oh, no? Oh, we're in it now? First paragraph of the chapter. Oh, at first I couldn't tell if it was an accident since I know he's in his 30s and has a girlfriend. You're so right. I, I don't, I thought that was next. Yeah, it does come back around. Um, but yeah, she like wants to impress him so badly. She's like, he's so much cooler and older and mm-hmm. wiser. And it's giving this is why I said daddy issues earlier, because mm. it's not like she necessarily has daddy issues that I thought. But her affinity for these older men mm-hmm. or maybe their affinity for her. Yeah. And her accepting of it or maybe night not not naive yeah is that is that how you say that like just being naive like she's like it's they're the ones coming to me like Mm -hmm. you know i do feel like a lot of girls who do date older men when they're young are like the men approach them it's not like they were like oh i'm a bag you it's like this dude like more often than not fall in love with them i mean not makes them but like does this bound to happen when yeah it's like like they know what they're doing because they're more mature and know what to do they know like psychologically you're just like oh my god mm-hmm. like attention right right Ooh, nasty stuff all right uh chapter 44 all right guys so we are kind of starting in a weird place um i don't think that Jeanette's ever really lied well no (laughs) i was about to say she's never really lied to her mom but she stays lying to her mom but Mm -hmm. this has felt more it was different it felt deeper yeah Mm -hmm. so she is basically telling her mom that her and miranda are gonna have a sleepover and that is why she i guess has to leave and her mom, you know, is living with her. Mm-hmm. So she's basically like trying to escape her mom. And she also mentions that they've been sleeping in the same bed for or with each other for the past 
since they moved into the or she moved but then her mom you know mm-hmm. you know the story right her mom right. is basically her roommate not only that they sleep together in the same bed and her mom likes to like clutch her through the night so Jeanette's like kind of over it she's like I need to get out of here and tonight is the night that me and Joe are hanging out and she's booked a hotel room and um so yeah so she's like i gotta get out of here mom and her mom's like please don't leave me mm-hmm. i need you tonight and um she's like look like my mom's never going to allow me to go and stay with this man so i have to so she's like look um me and miranda have been planning this for a while and um i'll be back tomorrow like it's not like i'm gonna be gone forever mm-hmm. and she kind of Jeanette notices she like d- is glazed off looking into the distance almost like dissociating mm-hmm. is what Jeanette feels like it's happening mm-hmm. and then she snaps back and looks at Jeanette and just starts attacking her basically yeah. and this reminded me of like the way she almost attacks her um, husband Je- Jeanette's dad mm-hmm. just because I've never she does get snappy with Jeanette in certain right. situations but she's never like really yelled at her the, this way and so or like even like she says she picks the tv remote up off the coffee table and chucks it at her her head like yeah she snaps and gets very angry and literally throws something at Jeanette and um she starts calling Jeanette a liar she's literally like you are lying to me I feel it in my bones like you know how moms be feeling things and mm-hmm. she's not wrong but the way she handled it is not the best. She calls Jeanette a filthy little lying whore. And Jeanette says, mom has never been this harsh with me. And um, she basically just threatens her and is like, I'm going to be able to sniff whatever it is off you tomorrow. So just know you think you're getting away with this, but I'm going to figure it out. Right. And like her dad apparently is there and she's like, right, Mark, like like being like be on my side with it. And he's just like, yeah, okay, like <laughs> still being a prop. Right. Because exactly. honestly, we didn't know he was there. Right. This whole time. This whole time right. <laughs> Until she said, right, Mark. And I was like, oh, her dad's here. <laughs> Hello. So she leaves. And anyway, she's got this like really nervous sinking feeling in her stomach because that is her mom at the end of the day. Like, I don't know if anyone listening has had a really big fight with their parents Mm -hmm. but it doesn't ever feel the best right okay so now joe's picking her up and he is well at first it just says that there's a sweet rotten smell radiating off of him and so i was kind of confused but we learn that joe is drunk and this is not uncommon for this man Mm mm-hmm and he we learned that he has just broke up with his girlfriend and um so Jeanette's kind of like they're supposed to have this romantic night they planned this all out Mm -hmm. and so she asks did you do it and he said yeah I broke up with her I wouldn't be here if I didn't and his words are slurring um and he just as being really passive aggressive she's asking like okay how are you and he's like how do you think i am and he feels bad she can tell like for not being the nicest but um 
you know, there's really, he's already drunk. There's nothing he can change. And it seems like Jeanette knows this side of him, Mm -hmm. which I thought was kind of a bad sign. Um, And he's driving her to the Sheraton where she booked him a room or booked them a room. And she's a little worried about him driving just because, you know, he's drunk. Um, But she doesn't want to bring it up because she doesn't want to make him a little bit more mad or more upset than he already is. Mm -hmm. So he's like stumbling into the room, can't even get the key in. And Jeanette grabs it, you know, is sober. So she easily does it. And he's like, I could have done it. And I'm like, oh, my God, please shut up. Like, shut (laughs) up. Like, be so fucking for real. So he gets into the hotel room and just starts sobbing and is so upset, which is just so upsetting at this point Jeanette's already had a bad moment with her mom Mm -hmm. trying to like get here and he's upset so she is like trying to console him um but he's like very upset about his girlfriend who apparently he was gonna marry and they've been together five years and he doesn't seem to be that happy with this decision that he has made I'm glad you like emphasized the he made this like you were already cheating on your girlfriend so you don't really care about her so honestly he just seems like a pussy to me <laughs> and it's that thing that like those type of men try to do where it's like it's fun when it's the cat and mouse game when it's like oh we're not supposed to be doing this right and, like that type of environment to oh, when they exciting. like right who when it's like oh like this is real now like now you're in it and mm-hmm. you have to live with the decision you made right. and he's realizing like Jeanette is fucking 18 <laughs> right right and like because you know she mentions she mentions or he yells like you won't even have sex with me oh right right like which is so uh, hello yeah. um she's like I thought you wanted this you know and she is like, I'm still not going to have sex with you. And she feels good that she, you know, is sticking to her guns. And mm-hmm. he's like, well, can you at least give me a blowjob? As, as we were, I was reading this, I was like, I know where this is. Like, I know where we're going and I hate it here. I know. He's like manipulating her too. Mm-hmm. Everybody's manipulating Jeanette. Right. And it's like, she doesn't, like, she knows better, but she doesn't it's almost like she can't do better because this is all she knows. It's like what she's comfortable with. Very true. Very true. So she is like, uh, no, but we can make out. And he's like, I'm fucking 30. I don't want to make out. Yeah. Oh yeah. This is where he's like, I'm 32 years old. I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm 32. Mm -hmm. But like, I'm sorry. That was funny. (laughs) I mean, it's so awful. The situation, but like nigga you are dumb right you're stupid <laughs> i'm i think at 30 i'm only a few years away i'm gonna enjoy a good makeout so well not only this. that but it's like you're like okay she's 18 but like she's not experienced like you're expecting all of this out of someone who like doesn't it's just you knew it's, who she was right it's just not giving oh i've like, so many words that like make this if you wanted to be with your girl who i guess fucks and gives blowjobs like go you should have stayed with her. her like why are you with me bro exactly um so anyway he's just kind of realizing and saying that you're too young for me this isn't gonna work and so Jeanette is like desperate and is like okay i'll do it um mm-hmm. <laughs> which 
was his plan all along. Right, the manipulation game. So he whips out his penis and she looks at it for a long time, which I thought was funny. <laughs> like, just like, mm, what do I do right now? She's like, what am I supposed to do? I've never done this before. And he's like, yeah, it's not a turn on when you say shit like that. That made me want to stab his dick. <laughs> <laughs> I like wanted to chop he's it up in that very moment. very condescending. And I think that she's so young that she's like accepting this because she does like you she said, doesn't, know, doesn't better. know better. But right. she's literally so desperate to be with him. So mm-hmm. she just dives into it and starts trying to like rub and suck. And like she's like, I need direction. And he finally does give her some. And he's like, I'm about to finish. Um, speed it up. Speed it up. And she's like, great. Thanks. She's like, I'm an actor. I'm nothing without direction. Mm-hmm. So all of a sudden, something comes out, um, no pun intended, and it tastes like warm liquid plastic, which... um, That's how she describes it. I don't know if anyone else has ever tasted cum for the first time, but accurate. Like, what the fuck is this? And she's like, something came out. Oh, my God. Something just came out. He's like, yeah, it's cum. And he's like super annoyed. Like... I guess that post nut clarity as well. And he literally turns away and is just like, oh, my God, what have I done? Because she's like, what's come? Kind of like a baby. A baby. And he's 32. (sighs) Oh, yeah. So he's really feeling his mistakes, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. which is just not a good place to be. But look at where we are now. 45. Right. Chapter 45. Aloha. That's how it starts. They are at the Four Seasons Resort in Maui because uh, it's her and Joe. Because still together. Still together. I didn't think they were going to make it, to I be honest. I didn't either. I thought that was going to be the end of Joe, like it was for the, the other guy. But no, we're still here. Uh, and... Um, I thought the nut lay around his neck was like too soon. I was like, I do not want to think about this man nutting ever mm-hmm. again. Um, they're checking into the hotel and it. she's frustrated because everybody keeps addressing Joe because obviously they're age different. But she's like, no, this is for me. This is under my name. And she's like, granted, it's not me doing it. It's Nickelodeon because it's a gift for all the hard work they've been doing on our car. I Carly. Okay, Nickelodeon. Right. I was like... <laughs> They got a group on. <laughs> so they were gifted uh, four nights and five days at the Four Seasons Resort Maui. Sickening. For the cast members and one guest. I was like, oh, that's lit. It could have been her mom. That's what I was thinking. Her mom literally got cancer. Right. That, what, she right. couldn't come it, because, because of cancer. <laughs> you, you like took all the words out of my mouth. <laughs> I was like, wow, ideally it would be so cool if that could be like their last trip together. Mm-mm. But no, yeah, she probably, yeah. But yes, yeah, so we get a we get a relationship check. She said, "Of course, my guess is Joe. We've been together for a year at this point." All right. And uh, she's like, "Sure, fifty percent of the time it's chaotic and tumultuous. Joe's drunk and I'm hysterical, and Joe's <laughs> upset and I'm too possessive, and I'm upset that Joe's gotten back into debt three weeks after I paid it off for him. But the other fifty percent of the time, things are great." Which just goes to show you. She's comparing this to her parents' relationship. And she's like, well, I mean, we're having more fun than they did. Like, Mm -hmm. they only used to fight and scream at each other. So, like, this to me just goes to show in plain English, like, it is better to get divorced Mm. and be alone. 
than to be in an unhealthy relationship where your kid is like understanding love as what you have if your love is toxic Mm -hmm. because you just accept not good stuff and you think this is just as good as it gets right and it's like yes it is normal for couples to fight and get into arguments and i do think there's a healthy level of kids seeing that and not seeing their kid their parents being perfect all the time correct but this is like a whole nother level yeah like that this is like the end that you don't want to be on of the spectrum of that Mm. um but yeah like you said like this is a result of that like a, a ch- like the result of a child seeing that yeah um ah oh, so upsetting very upsetting and so they're in their hotel room they're having fun they're laughing a lot she feels like the relationship looks and feels like a huge step up like you said from her relationships parents and we get information that her mom has moved out of the apartment a few months ago to be closer to her oncologist because she's going pretty much daily appointments now and she's not doing country music anymore, <laughs> which I thought was kind of funny. And uh, she's worried about how she's going to get through this vacation without her mom finding out. Mm. Because what we found out in the cha- chapter previously, we didn't t- really talk about it, but her mom is okay with her being around Mormon boys or gay men. <laughs> Energy. And nothing in between. And so she decides to tell her mom that she's with Colton, who is her gay friend that she approves of because, I quote, there's no way his penis is entering me. You gotta love it. Right. And so they're on three-way calls with her mom to, you know, make it look real that Colton's on this vacation with her. The lie is lying. Yeah. She mentions, I feel the wedge between mom and I growing by the day with every lie she tells. She's slipping further and further away. And she's just really confused by it and doesn't really know what to do because it's like she knows what's going to happen if she tells the truth and it's almost better to lie. But it still doesn't make the lying feel better it's just it's a fucked up situation and so they're three days into the vacation plans going smoothly and uh in the late afternoon her and joe go paddleboarding on the beach in front of the hotel and they get caught by a paparazzi and she's freaking out she's like this is a disaster they swim to the sand and they're like running to the back entrance of the hotel and just constantly the paparazzi snapping pictures by the time they're in the room she's panicking she's rattling all the ways that her mom's like gonna see this and all the things she's gonna say and all the things she's gonna do and just like hyperventilating having an anxiety attack at this moment and joe unsuccessfully is trying to keep her calm Joe actually was winning some of my favor in this chapter. Yeah. In a way. Yeah, I was like, okay, that 50 per- the good 50% is shining through right now. Period. Um, but I still don't like you. He but- was trying <laughs> to help her. Yeah. And so she just brushes it off for the night and goes to sleep. And when she wakes up in the morning, she l- turns over her phone to 37 missed calls from her mom 16 voicemails and four missed emails, which also check. They no longer share an account. She recently created her own thanks to Joe's encouragement. So we see we see those Joe dips Joe. of like the 50% of why she's staying with Joe. He has it's like slightly better. Yeah. Even if he is a fucking creep. Right. And so she opens the top email, which I remember her reading this email on a clip that I watched when she did an interview on Red Table Talk with Jada Pinkett Smith. It was this exact same email. So like watching this play out and like now knowing who she, 
it was like a surreal moment reading oh it. my god you're right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so i'm gonna read it to y'all just so if you haven't seen the clip or anything like that it says dear net i am so disappointed in you you used to be my perfect little angel but now you are nothing more than a little slut a floozy all used up and to think you wasted it on that hideous ogre of a man I saw the pictures on a website called TMZ, which I was like, LOL, the early days of TMZ. She said, I saw you in Hawaii with him. I saw you rubbing his disgusting hair stomach. I knew you were lying about Colton and add that to the list of things you are. Liar, conniving, evil. You look pudgier too. It's clear you're eating your guilt. Thinking of you with his ding dong inside of you makes me sick. Sick. I raised you better than this. What happened to my good little girl? Where did she go? And who is this monster that has replaced her? You're an ugly monster now. I told your brothers about you and they all said they disown you just like I do. I want nothing to do with you. Love mom. Or should I say Deb since I'm no longer your mother? P.S. Send money for a new fridge. Ours broke. I'm sorry, but she cracked me up when she said, (laughs) or should I say Deb? It's the manipulation for me. The God, she's a terrible human being. Oh my God. But this did kind of spark something in me when you're reading it, because I think a lot of people, maybe not, they don't send emails like this, (laughs) but a lot of people tell you you're used up Mm. when you're literally dating. And if you want to have sex with people and you're a woman, it's like you're like, giving away your special seed and if you give it away too many times there's nothing good in you that a man will ever want like which which i feel like there is a better way to have that conversation because like sex to me and this is my personal opinion i do think sex is a, is a serious thing like having sex like it is it's a serious I, decision that amen. you're making amen. and doing it with the right person in your own timing is very important and knowing what you're getting yourself into that all right having that conversation with somebody i agree with but like you said there's those people who are like you're a slut you're just giving it up and giving yourself away and like that's not doing any good here no and it's like shaming sex which sex is not something that should be shamed Mm. and like you're almost bullied into fearing fear mongering fear that's that's the word speak on it i digress (laughs) Uh, she hunches over and of course is sobbing Mm. and joe's trying to comfort her she's not okay she's like maybe she's right maybe i've lost my way maybe i am this evil monster like getting those thoughts like in her and like now she's starting to believe it be like that and joe's trying to be like you know you can't let her get to you like this and you know she picks up the phone types in tmz to the search and joe's like that's not a good idea like you don't want to look at the pictures like this is not a good plan and she says she's right i look awful my body and my face repulse me i do look pudgy and she talks about her relationship with wearing bikinis and one pieces and how she hates them she was she was flat chested and less curvy and like all of these like negative body image thoughts that she has about herself and she says my tears are replaced by my venomous self-loathing and joe is shifting this shift in her and so he takes her phone and locks it away so she can't look at it which like you said it's like i don't like this man but like you kind of did that you're right like all right i I can give you that i mean he is 32 so he has a lot more life experience (laughs) i'm not gonna give him too much right not too much that's the least you could do right and so father figure though disgust it's just disgusting 
Um, but over the next two days, her phone stays in the safe, uh, and they're leaving Hawaii now. So she's looking at her phone again. It's the last morning of the trip. Her mom's still blowing her up and she wrote another email that's titled letter to your fans where basically her mom says that she's going to get her fans like on her mom's side and have Jeanette see, have her fans see Jeanette as her mom sees Jeanette. Mm-hmm. I was like, be fucking for real, bitch. Right. And she even says things like, you caused my cancer to come back. You have to live with the fact that you gave me cancer, which is like, just like putting in the knife and like turning it. Yes. Very real. I think when you're in like a, what's the word, vulnerable situation, people's manipulations can be like that much more. Mm -hmm. Like people join cults when they're in situations where they're like, have, feel like they've lost their way. Mm -hmm. It's like, when you're the most influence, influential, influential, I don't know if that's the, like, y'all know what I mean. Yeah. 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 So her mom does know what she's doing and you're very right because mm-hmm. her having, her lying to her mom, her having sex, it's not giving her mom cancer. Right. It's just not. It's not a correlation. No. Um, but that's what her, that's what her mom wants her to believe. And so she drafts a response to her asking if they can sit down and talk about, which I thought was a very mature thing right here that Jeanette's doing. She's like, listen, let's sit down and talk about this adult to adult. And she clicks her phone off once she sends it, puts it in Joe's pocket. And he asks what she said. And she's like, tells him nothing. She's really just numb and catonic at this point in the entire plane ride she doesn't say a word over the past few years she had mentioned again that her and her mom have grown apart in a way that she never thought possible because you know it's always been her and her mom against the world they were so connected they were so connected and she's like why can't she admit that she's dying why can't that she just admit to the reality of our situation and make this real. Mm. And she said, there seems to be more hate than love for each other right now, but maybe that's just because they're both scared. I thought that was so insightful. Very insightful. And cause you know, as we're reading this, I'm realizing that there's parts of Jeanette where it's like, she's tuning into like the person she was when this was happening, but also mixing in the person that she is now into mm, her writing and like interpreting what that Jeanette was feeling and thinking like in a more mature way now. That's so real. Which I really oh, enjoy in this writing. Oh, okay. Okay. Cause mm-hmm. I was just thinking that she maybe thought this like in the moment. Mm-mm. I think it's like a mix of both where like she can finally like, put her thoughts into words more maturely i love it Mm -hmm. she said can i just read that last sentence of that paragraph yeah she said maybe we're just letting this wedge between us grow because deep down we both know that soon enough this wedge will be out of our control Mm -hmm. and i just was like wow oh shit right because i could totally see how that it would be the case Mm -hmm. And so the plane lands and she gets a response from her mom that says, sure, we can meet up. P.S. Reminder to send fridge money. Our yogurt has soured. Babe, where's all the money that you have been getting from her? You didn't save any of it. Mm-hmm. Anywho, on to 46. All right. The meetup. The meetup. <laughs> okay. So they are at Panda Express. Um, And it's her mom's birthday dinner. So her mom asks her at her 
fucking birthday dinner if Jeanette will sing When Beneath My Wings at her funeral. And Jeanette's like a little taken aback because they usually act like things aren't happening mm-hmm. and their like new way of communicating is just being like cordial and like small talk mm-hmm. and nothing that's going to be intense. Yeah, nothing substantial. Exactly. And so her mom's cancer falls under one of the things they just don't talk about. So the fact that she is bringing this up right now, Jeanette's like, um, and her mom's just like (laughs) going right into it. She's like, you've got to do it with emotion. You've got to believe your words. If it won't work, if you're only getting 50%. Jeanette's like in her head, like, I have not agreed to sing. And her mom's like, let me hear you try it. And they're in the Panda Express, guys. We're getting her old mom back in this moment, I feel. Very true. Her mom's like, just do it, basically. And just try it. And so Jeanette's like, starts fucking singing. Mm -hmm. She's. (laughs) It's almost like she's like what a ventriloquist is that what it where it's like you have like a puppet and like you're the one doing the talking but making it look like it's the puppet it's so real because she's like involuntarily my singing starts pouring out of my mouth and she even says her body is programmed to listen to her mom Mm -hmm. and so she's singing in the shop and her mom's like more emotion more sadness feel it angel and she's singing and she's like, okay, stop. I don't want to burn you out. Um, and she's like, so are you going to do it? <laughs> and her, she, Jeanette's like, I feel obligated because this is her dying wish. Right, at this point. And she's kind of like in her head, like, I don't think I have the range for this. Um, but once they get back to their place or Jeanette's place, um, her mom's back on it and she wants her to try singing it again Mm -hmm. so Jeanette's like wait what happened to the whole um you don't want to wear me out (laughs) and now her mom's got a response and she's like well we've got some time hopefully so I think we'll be okay right and so Jeanette feels very upset with her mom for like saying it that way and making her feel guilty and she's like at the same time feeling guilty that she feels upset at her mom for dying basically Mm -hmm. so she does try to start singing and she gets to the part where she knew she wouldn't be able to sing and she is basically it's confirmed that it is out of her range and her mom's like well you didn't do your your little vocal warm-up so Jeanette does 10 minutes of vocal warm-ups tries it again and it's still not working and she said it she says to her mom it's out of my range and her Mm -hmm. mom says don't say that and (laughs) Jeanette says I'm sorry she said you'll get there I know you'll get there you've got plenty of time to practice hopefully yeah and I'm just having flashback to the days of her auditioning like oh my gosh we're back we're here again yeah so true her mom loves this shit Mm mm-hmm um so her mom is basically continuing to manipulate her goes so far as to remove the hat off her head so Jeanette can see her bald head and (laughs) she's like you know what as much as I thought I hated pretending this fucking sucks and I would rather go back to pretending right so she clicks back to the beginning of the song and she starts again. And that's the end of the chapter. Yeah, it's just really fucking. Ugh, God. Her this, mom just likes to play with her at this point. At this point. That's she's what's just giving. bored and she's 
It's like she loves to torture Jeanette. Mm-hmm. In her own little way. Um, but on chapter 47, we are in the car with, well, no. So she is trying to direct her grandpa over speakerphone, like as she's watching out the grandpa. window. Yeah. I'm sorry, but he's so cute. I love grandpa. And he's like, whoops. And then, <laughs> so her grandpa and her mom are coming to visit her. Um, and they're going to go eat somewhere. And she mentions how the her unit in her complex faces mm-hmm. Sunset Boulevard, mm-hmm. looking over the bustling city. And she made sure that it wasn't facing the Nickelodeon studio where there's this huge billboard plastered for iCarly with her fake smile. And she's just like, I just don't even want to think about that. I don't want to look at it. Don't want to think about it. It's not happening. There's so many people who would be like, look. Right, I'm on a billboard. But she's like, God, I'm on a billboard. <laughs> like, I never want to look at that. Right. And so finally, the grandpa and mom get to her, get to her unit. And she's like, where do you want to go? And she's like, please don't say it. Please don't say it. Please don't say it. And her mom says, Wendy's. <laughs> and why the wendy's hate <laughs> right i was like i love fucking wendy's and she's like sure and so she's she even said there's nothing inherently wrong with wendy's Period, Jeanette. it's the principle behind her wanting to go to wendy's so basically her mom is trying to make herself look humble in front of others being like i wonder if she's back at church because i bet she is yeah she's back at, she mentioned that she's back at church like and when she talks to other people she wants to be able to say like oh we're so humble like Jean- we just ate at wendy's the other day <sighs> for my birthday dinner i wanted to go to wendy's right and i have cancer feel right. bad for me mm-hmm. all the things and so they're in the car now they're pulling out of the structure she, she sees the iCarly poster and she's like trying to avoid looking at it so she starts organizing the, like the messy pockets in the back seat and she pulls out these papers and couple of receipts and a copy of sean hannity's conservative victory and grandpa looks over his shoulder to see what she's doing and she said you want to borrow he said you want to borrow that it's a very excellent read and she's like maybe but really she's like no (laughs) like be so for real (laughs) and then her mom sees a billboard and she's like there she is and she like gets out her disposable camera and Jeanette's like you have no idea how many times she's taken a picture of this same billboard it has not changed she has millions of copies at this point me though that's me as a mom <laughs> like if i'm, I'm passing so... the sign like what am i oh, doing gonna so look at it and not take a picture of my fucking child on the billboard like my kid's on a billboard i'm so weak i, I get it <laughs> um but as her mom's taking this picture the camera drops out of her hand and hits the floor and Jeanette stretches down to pick it up and by the time she sits upright her mom's convulsing and she's horrified and she tells her grandpa something's wrong and they both look both ways to look make sure the coast is clear before they cut across the street they're in the nickelodeon studios parking lot they're calling 911. by this point her mom is frothing at the mouth and mm. she's like i'm sure she's dying mm. and you know she's saying it's the most terrifying moment of her life yeah and so the ambulance arrives they put mom on a stress stretcher she's still convulsing and she's this is the rare time that she's grateful that people recognize her because then they let her go on the ambulance with her mom it's like she's like all right all right this is the perk that i can get behind <laughs> <laughs> and she grips her mom's hands and squeezes it and tells her everything's gonna be okay the sirens are blaring and the driver pulls her right out of the parking lot she's squeezing her dying mother's hand and watching froth spill out of her mouth which like traumatic moment right here and she says we pass the poster again i see my dead-eyed grin and my stupid fucking outdated hairstyle my life is mocking me 
Life is so... Sometimes I'd be like, God... When they say God has a sense of humor, like... Yeah. Because, like, it's like, this isn't funny, really, in this moment for me. Mm-hmm. But if I ever wrote a story about my life, <laughs> like, this would be hilarious. Right. It'd right. be like The that. irony behind it. Mm-hmm. All right, y'all. We are on the last chapter for this episode, which is chapter 48. All right, guys. So it's the day before Christmas Eve. Um, it says that her mom has been in the ICU, ICU for a week and that she had a seizure as a result of her brain tumor. And apparently this is regular and, you know, it doesn't make it any less horrific, but the doctor's like, this isn't irregular. Mm-hmm. But I guess, I guess that's good. I don't, you know, I don't. Yeah, it's like, it's almost like, yeah, this is bad, but it's also normal. Yeah. So great. Awesome. Thanks, mm-hmm. Doc. Um, all of her brothers are there. Her grandpa and her grandma are there and they're all just kind of quiet. Um, and Jeanette's like, so do y'all want to eat? She's like, <laughs> I'm going to go get some Burger King. Mm-hmm. Do y'all want anything? And they all can't eat right now because they're just too like stressed. Mm-hmm. And she says, I envy their sadness. I envy that their sa- sadness and stress translate to a lack of hunger. She's like, look, I'm hungry. Mm-hmm. So she does go to Burger King. She orders her Whopper and her fries and her icy and a few other things to go with it. And she orders and eats very quickly and she feels out of control as this is all happening. Mm-hmm. And her stomach feels really like just overwhelmed after this because she did just like scarf down like a lot of food. Mm-hmm. And at this point, we get to a new level of eating eating disorder disorder. Um, And she says she considers making herself throw up. She said she's heard about this, but she's never done it. Bulimia. (laughs) Bulimia. Right. A friend to anorexia. Bulimia. Mm -hmm. Um, She's like, look, this seems like a good moment. Um, And so she gets back to the hospital and like runs to the bathroom, gets on the bathroom floor, tries to make herself throw up. And she feels like a failure because she can't. She's like, okay, give up. I'm a failure at not eating and I'm a failure at getting rid of the food that I do eat. So she just feels like a double failure right now. And so when she gets back, nobody's in the waiting room and it turns out her mom is woken up and they're in the room with her mom. Mm -hmm. So she takes her mom's hand immediately and she's like feeling her mom's hand. She's like, I love how they feel. Um, And she, you know, just like having a little moment um, and then her mom turns to her feebly and, of course, body shames her. Mm-hmm. Um, she said, the boys said you stopped at Burger King. You don't need to be eating that stuff. A lot of grams of fat in a Whopper. And Jeanette's, like, so happy, honestly, to hear this. She's, like, a tear is falling down her cheek. Um, she's like, mom's going to live. For now, at least, she is going to live. And she's like, I know, mom. I I did get it without mayo. And her mom sighs. And she's like, still. And that's where we end today, you guys. It's just... Ooh, it's getting really intense. And also, I don't know if anybody's noticed, because I just noticed we're about halfway through the season and this book. 
Wow. We're make we've made a very large dent. We have. <laughs> We're working our way through here. Um, and of course we have some story questions to go over. Thank you to everyone who participated. Um, we did a little callback to last week and asked if anybody had any first date stories. And we did get a couple actually. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. So one person said it was outside their Spanish class in 10th grade. Aw, the assen- hallways. Right, the hallways. She, uh, They say he was essentially a where is my kiss guy oh, in that moment instead of a hug? where is my hug, right? <laughs> it just feels so cringy. Guys, I'm going to post this fucking... <laughs> now, I was about to say, now you have to do your first date story because... Yeah, I mean, not your first date, first kiss, kiss? because you said if other people did it, that you would do it. No! Yeah, uh uh-huh, uh-huh. I said I'd share one, because I don't remember my first one. All right, all right, all right. I don't know. We're going to talk about it later. Okay. Uh, And somebody else said, if I can scroll down to it, hello. Hi. Where is it? Oh, they said it was in middle school, their middle school crush in their basement. They say I was so nervous. I gave him a peck, then ran and hid, which is just like so sweet and innocent. I like that. Yes. And okay, so the next question, you want to read that? All right. Next question. Were you ever approached sexually by older adults once you turned 18? And this was the response we got. Oh, God. Okay, guys. It says yes. Honestly, starting around 12 by men in college or even older than my father. Which, gross. I had a feeling. 18 is like... I mean, I thought of the song... Not as bad, that I Lil, guess. Yeah, it's like that Lil Wayne song where, it's like, where he literally says, when you turn 18, holler at me, Miley Cyrus. <laughs> I mean, everybody... That is such a weird part of culture that people like when the Olsen twins were growing up, Mm. there were countdowns Mm -hmm. of like when these bitches are going to turn 18 and now we can all fuck them. And like how I was actually watching like this podcast interview um, because I've been like trying to learn more about these like teen stars and stuff. Mm -hmm. So there's one that the girl from like Even Stevens has. Mm, Yeah. yeah. Oh, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, Yeah, it's good. It's good. But she mentions like her and her mom had a conversation with her of like once you turn 18 um people on set may start treating you differently mm. because i guess they're all waiting like this dude was like disgusting. when Jeanette turned 18 it's just gross like um so yeah there's so, there's so much it's so upsetting um but the next question which is the last question we have is did you have a healthy relationship with food growing up and one response says, no, between being a Latina ballerina in the deep South and a fat phobic family, it was very toxic. That sounds because ballerina. I, mean, I was just about to say I talked culture. about dance culture. Mm-hmm. I don't know much about like what's going on in the Latina culture. I think it's a thing. I, th- I mean, I think it's a thing in every culture. It just looks different. Oh, that's you know? so true. Yeah, that's real. And another one. They sent in multiple responses, uh, but was uh, always grandma. Uh, also oh they actually let me read this okay they said my parents are caribbean so my relationship around food comes from a scarcity mindset Mm. they also said always eat until the plate is clean Mm. eat what is served even if you don't like it Mm. and also grandma always praised me for eating a lot but shame my larger cousin not healthy and i relate to all of them yeah yeah where it's like finish your 
food. You have to. You have to. Cause, yeah. Or like, that's like you're not going to get anything else if you don't eat this. Oh, right. Or that you too. can starve. Or you can starve. Right. All the things. It's just very unhealthy and toxic. But and then if you gain too much weight mm-hmm. from eating everything on your plate, now it's another problem. An issue. Right. So it's like nobody, people just want something to say. Ultimately. At the end of the day, but that's as a all kid, it it's very it's traumatic it is because you're like what the fuck do i do because it's like there is no right answer here yeah it's just like don't comment right just do it and just try to get through basically um but again thank you for everybody who participated in our stories be sure to follow us on instagram if you are not to participate and yeah this has been another episode of she well read i'm alana and i'm samra bye y'all